What's up, guys? It's Friday, June 19th, 2020, and welcome to a new edition of FritzCast. How are y'all doing? It's been it's been about a, a, a almost two full weeks. This is this is the second week that uh, I'm coming back into play, and as you can see, the, the everything everything's changed in my office. Everything's changed behind me. I will explain what's behind me in a minute, but you can see the wall. The wall has been torn down. Um, it was a bunch of political signs. It was this big battling back and forth thing going on. And uh, uh, I had a two-week vacation from work, which uh, was much needed. <laughs> much needed to have that uh, break from work, which I know some people out there have, have been out of work because of COVID and and uh, some of the other uh, things that have been going on. Over the past couple of weeks, couple of months, uh, this past year, uh, but it was business as usual for me, and uh, I had to, you know, I had to go to work every day, and and I kept grinding, and uh, you know, originally the two week vacation was supposed to be uh, to, to Texas to to go visit my wife's family and to take our our daughter there so that they could meet our daughter. Uh, Emmy's nine months old. Now, uh, was nine months old about a week ago, <laughs> you know, last week, last Friday, last Friday, I believe it was the 12th. Uh, she's happy and healthy, by the way. Um, same as always. I, I, I know that's kind of probably a boring update by now, but, um, we had our nine month, uh, doctor's appointment and then the doctor says we're doing everything, you know, perfect. Uh, you know, been fortunate enough to not have a sick child, uh, or rather, she hasn't gotten sick really at all. We haven't had any doctor's visits other than these periodic checkup visits or wellness checks, as a as I believe they're called wellness checks. Uh, but you know, uh, that was something that was that was nice to have. Uh, we we that that happened on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, and I went back to work on Monday, uh, but last week, last week I just I got to I got to you know Friday and I didn't do I didn't do an episode of Fritzcast. It's been it's been a week, and um, you know part of that is uh, part of it is just because of what has gone on. I see my you see my cat in the background trying to get out there. Hold on, pause. So. With everything that was going on, I, I did an episode um, two weeks ago. I think I, I think I titled that episode "Pandemonium." I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother looking it up right now. I didn't I didn't prep the show notes for that, uh, but I called it "Pandemonium," and I talked a lot about uh, police brutality reform. How it's hard to talk about these subjects for for a lot of different people, and and some of the things that we're facing, and since. Since that episode two weeks ago, uh, the the vibe has been much the same. We still have protests going on. We still have uh, incidents popping up that are that are being pushed out in the media, and uh, you know things are just things are chaotic. And we still have you know we still have COVID. We're still arguing about COVID. Um, some some of it legitimate, and others of it you know 
other bits of it not so legitimate. You know, we're arguing over face masks in public now. Uh, we're arguing over uh, whether there'll be a second wave, uh, another wave of lockdowns, economic impacts, you know, things of that nature. Um, it, it has not let up. The protests have not let up. Um, there was a, a fair deal of, of rioting and looting that, you know, I I believe wholly unrelated to the peaceful protests. The protests that have been going on have been uh, mostly peaceful. Uh, and I absolutely encourage people to exercise their right to peaceful protest. That, that's, that's one of the fundamental rights of of being, well, I want to say of being an American, but but of being a, a human person. Uh, it's just a fundamental right. Um, you know, I opened up during the, during the theme, uh, which I had this, I had this, I believe, in the episode two weeks ago. Uh, uh, this, th- we hold these truths to be self-evident. This is from the Declaration of Independence. And uh, the thing about this is that you can believe in this statement from the Declaration of Independence. You can believe in that and still know that America has been very poor in upholding that for just about everyone. <laughs> just about everyone. That, that, that's, that's what being... It's what being a libertarian is all about. Uh, But definitely, throughout history, disproportionately affected other people who weren't white. That's history. History and humanity, throughout all of humanity's known history, has sucked. For real. Has sucked. Humanity has done many a great thing but you don't have to look too far from the great thing to find the terrible thing that happened. The terrible thing that happened, driven by terrible men, terrible time periods, all throughout history. And there's no there's no sense in trying to compare and contrast. Um, you know, I, one of the things I hate when we're talking about history is when people want to go, well, um... These people had it uh, way worse in comparison to these people. You know, it's kind of like talking like one sense that that works, historically speaking, is that today uh, in most of the world, uh, we don't do things like uh, whip people. You know, we don't give people 40 lashes in a public square. Uh, We don't we don't crucify people, Uh, you know. Human humans have moved away from torture. It's still there. There's still countries out there that do this. There's still people out there that do this. Uh, you know, that's the that's the sucky side of humanity. Um, and if you go back in human history, I, yes, I'll argue that uh, punishments and and uh, things of that nature definitely uh, were worse. Um, than they are today. Today, we have a little more of a humanitarian approach. We, we kind of shed off the barbarism in us, you know. Uh, but when we talk about history, history is such a hard thing to talk about because uh, 
let's face it, when we talk about history, we are going off of a lot of different factors. Um, some of it is is from how we were reared, you know, the 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 schooling that we went through, how information was presented to us, uh, and, and just some of the things. Like, think about this. All right, I, 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 I'm proud to be an American. All right, you know, I, I'm, I'm patriotic. I think, to an extent. However, as I've gone more and more libertarian, you know, I've found that uh, there's a, an eerie sense of like nationalism and indoctrination and dogma with this stuff. I mean, think about it. We you went to school every day, right? If you if you went to a public school every day, you in homeroom class stood up and you recited the pledge of allegiance. You put your hand over your heart and you recited the pledge of allegiance every day and you looked at the flag and you did it. That's what everybody did. That was just that was routine. You did it every day at school. Why you're pledging allegiance to you know? Think think about the words of it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, which was changed. It was once upon a time indivisible, uh, under God, indivisible. Uh, I forget actually. I'm forgetting a line now, but you know, forgive me. I'm 31 years old. I'm giving you the version that I had to spout every day. Um, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You said it every day. Why did you say it every day? Because if you, if 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 you're, if every day routinely you stand up, put your hand over your heart, look at the flag, and you say that, you develop a sense of nationalism, of national pride. Is national pride bad? Oh, that's the sketchy part. Um. Because for me, as a libertarian, as somebody who's moved from that George W. Bush Republican, to the, the, hey, let's go over. We're going to have a war on terror. We will defeat the terror. I, I'm not good at Bush, okay? I, I'm going to level with you. I'm not good with Bush. Haven't practiced my George Bush, and I don't really care to. <laughs> I used to be that jolly-go-lucky Republican guy. Fitting in with all of that. Yes, let's go get the terrorists. a righteous cause. America's the greatest nation on the face of the planet. We're doing it with righteous indignation. You know? that That's what I had in my, in my head when I was in middle and high school. And then I have slowly moved more and more to libertarian aspects. One that, you know, I will still bring up the Constitution. You, know, you could call me a more of a Justin Amash, uh, Thomas Massey maybe, a Rand Paul. Uh, constitutionality. We have a Constitution. It's, it's not perfect. Uh, throughout history, it hasn't been perfect. Um, much like anything else that humanity has ever done, it's not perfect. Um, it's really not. But... I want to be proud of my country. I want to be proud of America. I want to stand, you know, I want to be the shining hill in the city. I want to stand here and say, hey, this is the best nation on the face of the earth. Uh, it's as good as you can get. I want to be able to say that, but guess what? 
I don't agree with many of the regime change wars that go on. I don't agree with many of the foreign interferences that we run. Uh, I don't agree with being the world police. Just don't. I don't believe on a grand scale. Yes, to to a degree, we can say disproportionately towards African Americans. Definitely hasn't served them. Um, but even on a grand scale, individual versus the state, the state always sets itself up for defense over the individual. And individuals' rights get trampled and sacrificed at the hands of the state time and time again. Time and time again. When we're talking about police brutality, all right, and the Black Lives Matter movement and all that, I'm not only going to bring up names like George Floyd or uh, I believe the other one is... uh, Brianna Tyler? Brianna Taylor. My mistake. Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor, who was killed in a no knock raid, completely innocent, mind you. Uh, or Duncan Lemp, killed in a no knock raid, completely innocent, white male. Uh, if the police kill somebody in a completely unjustified manner or in a manner that was that was initiated that that was not worthy of that that's an injustice whether it's a whether it's a black person or a white per- person uh, we can talk about the nuances we can talk about the disproportionalities and and all that uh, but on a libertarian note, it's always an individual versus the state thing. You know, when we talk about laws, we really should be thinking. When we decide what's going to become law, this is how it works in America. We make a law, somebody has to enforce the law. Somebody, an agent of the state, is going to enforce the law at gunpoint if necessary up to all the way up to potentially initiating a death sentence sucks to say doesn't it? it more than sucks to say and then there's legal protections in there and we have so many different cases that we can go through where you know sometimes justice is served and 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 the cop does uh, face charges for their, you know, crime. Uh, some cases there are where cops make a mistake. Some some cases the lines are so blurred that it's, it's hard to tell sometimes. But we boil we can boil it down to other things. You know, does do we really have to have? A law in the book that says a guy can't sell individual cigarettes on the street. What's the big deal with a guy doing that? And why Why did it take a host of cops to come and effect an arrest and then that gentleman is killed because of it? 
or George Floyd in this case, it was a quote-unquote counterfeit bill. Can you imagine? I can't imagine if I had a $20 bill in my wallet because $20 bills is like the hot hitting dollar for counterfeiting, I think, um, if I remember reading it correctly. I can't imagine pulling out a $20 bill at a store, the store looking at it and going, oh, wait, this is counterfeit. Um, Stay right there. They call the police. The police come. I can't imagine getting arrested for it. And perhaps I wouldn't get arrested for it. Perhaps, perhaps all that would happen is a discussion. Perhaps all they would do is talk to me. Hey, do you know this is a counterfeit $20 bill? Most people, when they get their money out of an ATM or uh, after a transaction, don't sit there and hold up dollar bills to the light and make sure that, uh, you know, they're not counterfeit. Many stores don't do that. It happens. There's lots of counterfeit money running around. Out there. And I forget where I read it. But I was researching it, and some the, the average counterfeit note goes through multiple transactions before it is found to be a counterfeit note anyway. So somebody having a counterfeit $20 bill is really, really, really freaking trivial to bring police in. Now, was there other factors? Was he high? Was he, was he on drugs? Something like that. Maybe, but when you're a libertarian and you say... That stuff should all be, you know, drugs should be legalized. Some people don't understand the argument when you say drugs should be legalized. That's true. But ultimately, it comes down to bodily autonomy, right? I mean, we're having this thing with weed right now. Probably more, more people than not are probably more than fine with marijuana being legalized because guess what if I can go to the liquor store pick up Jack Daniels which by the way I have three bottles of Jack Daniels right now I have a classic regular Jack Daniels bottle black label I have a cinnamon whiskey one uh, that my sister gave me for for Christmas like a year or two ago uh, that I still haven't got to uh, just because you, you really only drink that stuff at like a fireball shot uh, and then I have a rye bottle of Jack Daniels to make uh, old fashions with, uh, because an old fashioned is great with a rye whiskey. Point is, alcohol is dangerous, deadly, addictive. It's actually withdrawing from drugs. Alcohol is one of the worst you could withdraw from if you fall into alco- alcoholism. That's the one that could kill you. But that's also the legal drug. Now, marijuana, it's, you know, we're slowly but surely around the nation uh, legalizing marijuana outside of just medical use as well, recreational use and all that, uh, because that's how people feel about it, you know? And we can have the debate, we can have the discussion of some of the other drugs, you know? Bottom line, at the end of the day, we say we don't legalize cocaine or whatever, uh, or ecstasy or whatever, whatever drug you're thinking of, fentanyl. 
if not legalizing it, completely decriminalizing it. Because if you think about it, um, let's just take let's just take a, a one of the more progressive left talking points over here: uh, uh, women and abortion. Right, my body, my right. All right, that. If we're going with that, if you're going with that, if you're putting out the argument, my body, my right, shouldn't that apply to everybody? And at that point then, isn't it kind of ridiculous for the government to regulate and determine that it is illegal to take a substance, whether it be marijuana or cocaine or whatever, isn't it kind of trivial for the government to say you can't take it, you can't use it? Now, some people, when I say that, you know, my Republican or my conservative friends, when I say that, uh, maybe even some of my liberal friends, when I say that, they're like, uh, well, yeah, but uh, what about all the crime and stuff? You know, when you say legalize all drugs or decriminalize all drugs, people automatically think somehow that. Uh, well, if that person committed strong-armed robbery, but they were high as a kite on meth, we're now not going to put them in jail or charge them. Now, there's still a crime that happened there. All right, somebody taking meth, eh, not really a crime. It's a health issue. It's a health issue, sure, but I can slam back bottles of Jack Daniels all I want. You can pick any alcohol you want, slam it back all day. And you're fine. You're not charged with anything until your stupid ass actually breaks the law. Like driving under the influence and killing somebody. Or causing a, a, a huge automobile accident. Uh, or... or Fighting somebody or, or getting into a strong arm robbery Those are crimes Okay But drinking alcohol Not a crime Smoking marijuana Not a crime Feel what I'm saying? I just went on a tirade there man <laughs> I, th This episode Very disorganized Just because I had to get this I had to get this These thoughts out. This is why I took the break last week because I was on vacation from work. I had sat through more news footage and more social media that I care to admit to. And you know, my wife felt this way. My wife my, my wife got to a point where she felt pretty defeated and and what she should think about all this stuff. And so did I. I like literally, I love doing this podcast. I love interacting with you guys on Twitter and on Facebook and even those of you who are shy and do the email thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Last week, I loathed the idea of sitting in this chair and talking about more of what I talked about last week or the previous week. I loathed the idea. I was like, I need a break. I, I just need to forget about it. And I did. I didn't watch any of the news. I really pulled back on social media uh, because <laughs> there's crazy guys. There's crazy things going on in the world. There's a whole 
Chaz Chop. This is this autonomous zone. It's an anarcho-commune thing in Seattle where they took over six blocks, put up barriers. <laughs> this, is, this is right. right. Donald Trump wants to build a wall, and that's racist. We're going to build an autonomous zone and put up walls so that nobody can come in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. But, yeah, there's crazy things going on in the world. But I needed the break. I needed the break. And part of the reason I needed the break is because protests are still going on. It's going to like this is a big thing, and there's something you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's 100% genuine. Just over the events that have happened, we've had a lockdown with COVID, where people were forced out of jobs, forced to stay home, and their lives, their daily, their day to day lives, were completely altered. Mine wasn't. This whole COVID thing has just been. I've been like, real, like, what is this? Because I go to work every day. The only thing that changes is I have to wear a mask. Still go to the grocery store. Still go to Home Depot. Not a lot changed for this guy. But that doesn't stop me from realizing that it did change for a lot of people. It put a lot of people in a really hard place. There's people who are going to lose their businesses... There's people that aren't going to financially recover from what happened. And the government response was just pitiful. Pitiful to the degree that I don't understand why anybody thinks the government's going to do something for them. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, you progressive people who think that we can just change the government and it's going to work out. Not this government. Just saying it, just saying it. And there's some fundamental differences that I have in opinions for you. But some of it goes to the history thing. Like, I needed a break because I, I I'm I got tired of arguing about monuments. The monuments thing has been going on for the past really, if you think about it, it's been a huge talking point over the past seven, eight years. It constantly comes back where we're talking about Monuments in the town squares. There's Confederate monuments in, in town squares that, and parts of that don't make sense to me. You know, and and when people say, you know, my heritage and all that, look, vexology. It's a love of flags. I love flags. Look at the two flags that are behind me. See those two flags that are behind me. One, the one right behind me. Some of you might be confusing it with the flag of the East India Company, the uh, shipping and trading company from from Britain. Um, it is similar to that. It is actually the first flag. It's considered the first flag of the continental United States or the continental United colonies because when they be, when, when this whole revolution thing was initiated, they didn't want to completely sever ties with Great Britain. That's why that flag is in the Canton. That's the Canton, right there. Where the Field of Stars is on the American flag, where you see the British flag. They originally did that because they didn't want to completely sever from England. Not entirely. 
They didn't want to like just cast it off and never hear from him again. They wanted to find an amicable solution, like representation in Parliament, rather than just you know taxes being able to be levied without representation. The other one is the Gadsden flag, which is like the quintessential American protest flag, the don't tread on me flag. Why do I have both of those in my backdrop right now? You might be asking. And I'll tell you. Because in arguing about history and monuments and all this stuff with people that that I constantly get into, a lot of people just don't know more of the expansive history of this stuff. They really don't. There's people who don't know and don't have any idea what those two flags are. They don't have any idea what those two flags are, didn't know they exist, don't know the history behind them. I know the history behind them. I have many other flags as well. A lot of them are Civil War era flags. Uh, but it's been expanding into a historic flag collection of sorts. Uh, because... Something something in me, I, I like I said, vexologist. I don't know. I don't know why I have an appreciation of flags, especially being a libertarian dude who who uh, isn't all gung ho about about that kind of thing. But uh, I have appreciation for them. I, I like to learn their histories, uh, and and it's very interesting. Um, some of the monuments, you know. When we're going into the founding, we're talking about a time that was way different from the time that we're living in. Even though it was a mere 200 and some odd years ago, uh, not even 300 years ago, uh, it was just a vastly different time. Time has changed so fast, so rapid pace, and, and so has technology with it, which which just piles on even more and more and more information. Uh, let me get to where I'm going with this, though. People want to tear down statues of Thomas Jefferson, of George Washington. Caesar Rodney, here in in Delaware, was taken down uh, from Wilmington because it was being threatened to face uh, that nefarious people were saying that they were going to deface it. So they took it down um, to save the trouble. And, and they're debating whether or not they should put Caesar Rodney back in there, whether they should rename uh, Caesar Rodney uh, Rodney Square in Wilmington. Uh, all over the fact that uh, his plantation allegedly, or his plantation carried something like uh, 100 to 200 slaves. And that's where history becomes so tricky. Um... We sometimes it just seems like people think that it was just only America that did. America was one of the last to shake it off, and there's still slavery going on today. Uh, sadly, uh, worse than unfortunately, still going on today. But it made me think. You know, part of the part of, part of the other reason I took a break last week too is that some things just become so mundane. It felt like I was grinding out. Like I, you know, 
it's like I felt like I lost sight of some of the show. I made the show to be a discussion show to really open the minds of people, really walk them on the path of liberty and what libertarians are all about, you know, trying to scale back massive government and why we should scale back massive government and maximize the individual freedom. Go back to those words in the Declaration of Independence, certain unalienable rights that everybody is born with, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Nothing, nothing else qualifies it. All you have to do is been born. You're born with these inherent inalienable rights. I also made this show to be a little lighthearted, poke some fun at some stuff, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't work. But legit, le- legitimate question <laughs> or legitimate, le- legitimate idea. And I have a poll up that I'm going to show you after this. But here's the concept, right? They give me all the monuments, okay? I will open up the Monument Museum. Uh, a portion of the proceeds are going to be divided amongst various charitable orgs. In fact, I would go so far as to let the patrons check off uh, when they buy tickets to entry where a portion of their ticket money could be donated. Uh, and it could be all sorts of things. It could be Black Lives Matter. Uh, it could be uh, you know justice, equality, you know, what, wh- whatever. It could be whatever... We'll have a whole list of charities, right? And you just check off which charity you want your money to go to. And we'll we'll make that happen. All right? And we're going to have all the monuments there. Um, we'll have a big warehouse thing or whatever. We'll make it, we'll spice it up. We'll make it look like a real deal museum. And we'll have all these monuments around. And we'll have historians there to teach you about the history behind all the monuments and all that thing. We'll, we'll do all that. And it's in a museum. Right? It's in a museum. So it's the proper setting for these things. It's not in a town square. Uh, it's not being forced out there for anybody. You have to go out of your way and pay to see these monuments. Okay? All right? Bonus. We have a whole separate building, wing, whatever you want to call it. And I get somebody to make replicas of these monuments, like exact to the T replicas. Maybe they're not going to be made out of the same material because it's pretty freaking pricey. And then for a nominal fee, uh, or extra ticket or whatever, um, you can do whatever the hell you want to those monuments. We'll even supply like sledgehammers, spray paint cans, whatever. We'll have it all up there, and you can just come in and go ham on those monuments. Um, those replicas, the replicas, the monuments will be kept for the museum purposes. But then we have this fun little uh, civil disobedience area era where you can just... just Beat up any monument that you want. Again, money going to donations and stuff. I, you know, I, I thought I was a freaking genius for this. Why does this not exist? <laughs> you know, because I've seen you see these rooms coming. You see these things coming up, like axe throwing uh, places, because it's fun to throw axes at wood, right? You know, it's destructive. It's so fun. People also these places let you drink while you do it too. Surprised that there hasn't been a lot of issues coming up for that. Oh wait, that's because COVID lockdown haven't even been freaking open. Okay, so that being said, uh, if you're on my Twitter, <laughs> go to my Twitter. I have a poll up right now. 
which obviously I, I, I just put it up not too long ago, so there's not that much interaction with it. Asking, do you think the monument? Do you think the monument museum is a good idea? As I described it, all the monuments go there for display. There's a second area of the replicas you can pay to deface. Proceeds go to the charities and movements that that you can choose. Uh, if you find the poll, go and vote for it because if 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 people like this idea, you know, I'm not saying I'll do it, but I might start up a, a change.org petition or maybe a crowdfunding type of thing. Maybe even split it up into two different projects to exploit both the uh, both sides of this argument because I think I think this is a really cool idea. Well, you can go, you can see the monuments in a museum setting. You'll learn the history behind them. We'll have, you know, tour guides and all that crap. And then we'll have exact replicas of those monuments. And if you want to take a slug at Andrew Jackson, go ahead. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop you from taking a hit at uh, Robert E. Lee uh, or, or, you know, whoever. If you want to take a shot at Thomas Jefferson, fine. Go ahead. You know, it's a replica. Who cares? Who cares? Do it. It's a good idea. It's a good idea, right? <laughs> why? Why aren't we funding this? Why not? But I needed the break, guys. So I apologize if you were looking for an episode and it wasn't there. I apologize. Now, that being said, Monday, I believe it's Monday, Monday, June twenty second. I have scheduled, barring any setbacks, an interview with Libertarian presidential candidate Joe Jorgensen. And that's going to be the episode next week. Now, whether I put it out Monday after we're done or I hold it until Friday, I don't know. But uh, I talked with uh, her press people, and I have about 15 to 20 minutes to, to talk with Joe Jorgensen. And uh, I'm really excited about it, uh, to have her on the show, to be able to talk with her, pick her brain a little bit, and see a little bit about what her campaign is, her strategy is, and how she's going to appeal to voters, especially in these vitriolic times where everybody seemingly is focused on, you know, oh, we got to get Donald Trump out of office, everything else is secondary. Uh, I think it provides a very intriguing battlefield, if you will, because... uh, you go into the history of Joe Biden, who is trying to appeal to the current things going on, that he's the guy to go with to to help 180 some of these policies uh, with the policing and all that stuff. But then you, you look and you see that uh, I said I was 31 years old. Joe Biden has like 30 plus years rocking in the United States government pushing forward this stuff and now he's there talking about how he'll be the savior from his own policies I would love to get Joe Jorgensen's perspective on that and if you have questions that you think you would like to hear Joe Jorgensen answer it's going to be a short time like I said 15-20 minutes I'm going to have to rapid fire some stuff but if you got a question tweet it to me, direct message me email me whatever Text me if you have my number. I'm not going to give out my number, though. But uh, I'd love to get as much as I can for that. And then um, next next month in July, 
We actually have uh, VP, her VP candidate, her vice presidential candidate, um, Spike Cohen, uh, libertarian vice presidential candidate. Uh, we have him scheduled for up to an hour, and I cannot wait to pick Spike's brain either because Spike is a great voice uh, for for liberty. Uh, controversial maybe, short, but I, I can't wait for that. So that's what's coming up next week. And we're going to go full steam ahead. This program, I'm working on retooling it a little bit, uh, obviously. Backdrop, we have a nice backdrop now. We don't have a bunch of junk in the background anymore. All right, we're going to try to professionalize this a little more. I got to get lighting set up because, as you see, it started off really bright and then it progressively got darker, and I only have the light up there, and it doesn't make for a good lighting scenario. So, uh, we're going to revamp that a little bit, and we're going to kind of bring back more of the lighthearted, you know, humorous approach to this thing. But we really are going to open up the discussion here. Because guess what? This is the world you live in. Nothing's going to change it, and there's not going to be a finger snap that makes things get better. We're going to have to make things better. We got to do that. We got to do that. So with that being said, guys, remember I love you. You can follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. All right? And then I want you to... If you want to email me, fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com. Send it. But I want you to check out some of my friends. Like my buddies at the We Are Libertarians Network with uh, headed by Chris Spangle. They're doing great, great work over the COVID stuff, over these protests. Brian Nichols has had a great many guests on over the past couple of weeks. And uh, the other one I want you to check out, if you don't already, is The Dispatch. Jonah Goldberg and The Dispatch. Uh, great podcast with great analysts. I want you to check those out on top of my program and my friends. And then I, there, there's a dozen more friends I could, I could mention, like uh, Rebel with a Cause, Eric Haler, uh, uh, The Freckles and Brit Show, uh, what's happening? Uh, so many more, so many more great content creators that I, that I hope to keep sharing out there. Keep you guys uh, finding content that you like and enjoy. So, with that being said, I love you, and I'll see you next week with Joe Jorgensen, Libertarian presidential candidate.